breaking down the generational access to Christ right here on the next Moment of Clarity. Moment of Clarity. It's your man, Stefan G. We in the house. I'm on I'm on 15 right now because Kim wants me to be at like a five or a six. So when I walked in the door, I gave her a hug. She's like, I need you to not be on 10. So when she said that, I immediately catapulted straight to a 15. How you doing, Kim? I'm great, people. <laughs> I'm actually great. I'm actually great. I can't, I can't complain. Yeah? I can't complain. I'm so, really great. I got to spill a little bit of tea. What tea? Because my girl went on like the world's most blindest blind date in the universe I've I ever did, heard of in my people. life. people. The universe is responding. <laughs> so she went on a date with this guy who she didn't know what he looked like. She didn't know what his name was. She didn't know anything about him except they were meeting at a specific place and time. Yes. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And I think what really added pressure was that he flew in. Yes, he flew like in people, to date you. Like flew in, like yes. hello. He didn't. He didn't just drive over to the place to date right. you. He flew into the city to go on one date with you. Yeah. The question is, what does that say about you as a woman? Somebody done flown into town. God's like, you know what? I'm gonna customize <laughs> yours for you. Like, yeah, I'm gonna send him from a whole other state. Yes. So, um, so you know. Yeah. So where does he live? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to say it on we'll air. We'll just say he lives in the Northeast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What, you, you're afraid to say the state on the air? I'm just not doing it. That's like too much information, you know. I, I could have him in different area You know you what? Know, Slow like, down. Slow somebody down. might be okay. here next month. You never know. <laughs> you never know, people. Anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, I'm glad to have everybody back yeah. because, you know, for the past few weeks it's either been me and Kim or me and Mike. It's like y'all didn't yeah, want to talk like to each other. Mike's Mike was awards. out. At, yeah, like he's he was so out. fancy. You know what I'm saying? He was out getting an award one week. Mm. The next week he was at, you know, the CEO's house for a Thanksgiving, Christmas, you guys are the coolest people in the world party. Wow. And he's got a date coming up on Sunday too. Oh, really? Yeah. Mike's ah. going to be dating a model. Oh, look at him. It's all uh-huh. thanks to uh, Stefan there. Oh, wow. He's the one who set it up. Maybe, maybe we're in that, you know, maybe we're in that season. It's the season of love, you know, but baby. I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, well, okay. uh, so we're, are we not going to talk about like the epic event, event that happened in Stefan's life? Listen, listen, we got to like, talk about generations no, and Jesus. No, no, we're going to talk about this generation, okay? <laughs> like, okay, so did, I mean, if anyone has been stalking his page, then you have to know. Yes. This man. Yes. Has recently yes. asked this gorgeous. She is so gorgeous. Gorgeous, 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 extremely anointed, intelligent young woman for her hand in marriage. So, yes, I am off the market officially. Wow. I am an engaged man. I'm so sorry. I'm so listen. Oh, we had an it, it was going. We had an opportunity, but it's just not to be. Mm. I have found the one. So this, th- and this happened at Disney World, right? It happened at Disney so World. So, like, is she, has she been officially appointed as a princess? At- she is definitely a oh, princess. Wow. <laughs> she yeah. is definitely a princess. Awesome. Awesome. And so That's awesome. It was really cool, too, because the way it, it worked out, like, God put so many things in place, and he's still putting things in place to this day. Like, 
if I could tell y'all all of the little things that God has done right. from the engagement ring to like the actual proposal to some of the stuff that he's done after the proposal, wow. just putting things in place. It's been amazing. And I'll share that testimony at a later time. I'll probably bring her in and we can both sit down Ooh. and kind of tell the testimony. But the way he set up for the engagement, she was literally on stage almost. So they had roped off the street because they were about to have the parade. And I had walked away and a friend of mine was keeping her busy. And I told my friend, okay, when you get her, drag her out into the middle of the street before this parade happens so I can propose to her in the middle of the street. So they had roped off the street. We were directly in front of Cinderella's castle and everybody was watching. Wow. So her sister distracted her while I came up and got down on one knee. When I got down on one knee, everybody who was watching started pulling out phones. And so I know we're all over a bunch of people's Facebook pages right, right now because they were recording <laughs> nice. and taking pictures and oh everything. And when she turned around, it was me on one knee and the whole world watching in front of Cinderella's castle at Disney World. And you can't ask for much more than oh, that. Oh, wow. There you and, go. And now I know there's some things I need to add to my proposal. You know what? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I think I want to wear hashtag shirts. Oh, yeah? That way people can hashtag me if they video me. Like, and I'm like, oh, that was me. I don't even know that but person. But you don't know when got... you're getting proposed to. Yeah, but he needs to put me in a hashtag shirt. So you're just going to wear hashtag shirts like, every day. Like, have my friends in hashtag shirts or something, okay? Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's what's happening. We'll talk more about that later, but Look I do all believe. This lo- well, you know, I can't. Love call is my in the air. No, see, see, see what you're doing. I'm holding my breath. Listen, Mike, we're gonna put her on the cloud. She's gonna get on that cloud, dog. On it, she's gonna get on the cloud. I'm gonna declare it into the atmosphere. She's gonna I'll get on be, that cloud. If, you, if you're wondering what cloud he's referring to, it is the Apple. No, cloud. that ain't the cloud. Like, I'm talking about. I'm on. talking about cloud nine, baby. She's gonna be right it's there. It's crowded with him and happen. his bay. It's gonna happen anyway. I mean, it's it's, it'll happen immediately over. Overnight, one yeah. day she'll come in and she'll be there. Yep, and she'll have the gleam in her eye, just like I did. Yep, and you'll be like, "Oh, looks like things have changed." I, I so <laughs> want to be on that episode when you guys are talking about this engagement because I really just want to talk about before the engagement. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, so we'll have to set that up. We'll have to set that up. But I see Mike in there trying to be shy and sly. And and smiling. I seen the girl you dating on Sunday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So anyway, we're supposed to be talking about generations and Jesus, y'all. We always talking about love. Again, we stay talking about love. Can we all just get hitched? So I mean, we stop God talking is about love? love. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I like to say we're talking about God. <laughs> there you go. So I wanted to take some time because there's been, um, Mike and I have been talking a lot about the political process. And, you know, everybody knows we had the election and everything that went down and who's going to be the president. We're not here to talk about that. No? No. That's, I have to do that on a different show because oh. this is the Christian show and I can't do that on a Christian show. Oh, wow. So we have to do that on a different show. Talk about <laughs> separation of God and state. Yes, we definitely, we definitely have to separate the church and the state. Um, so, but I did want to talk about what the real division is in this country. Mm. A lot of people think the division is between race. A lot of the people think the division is between sexual orientation. A lot of people have a lot of thoughts of what the division is in this country. And what the actual division in this mm. country is, is what, Mike? It is uh, age division, young versus old. Young versus old. Yes. And that's what we're really coming up against. We're really coming up against the difference between the youth and those who consider themselves young or young adults and the baby boomer generation, millennials versus baby boomers, basically. Yes, exactly. The millennial generation versus the baby boomer generation. 
and the baby boomer generation, who might I add, has decided not to get out of the way. But we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> that's the other show. Yeah, that's the other show. But we also need to look at that from a Christian aspect because I believe and I feel in my heart and my spirit that the baby boomer generation is losing a lot of millennials because they don't know how to speak their language. They're losing a lot of millennials because they don't understand what's important to them and they're not highlighting those things when it comes to Christ. They, it, we speak the word of Christ, that's fine, because that's what draws people in, but you still have to speak it in a language that I can understand in order for me to identify with it. You know what I'm saying? If well, you, I mean, a missionary has to do that when they go overseas. Exactly. And so it's almost like that here. If your millennials think differently, and you have to speak their language. Yeah, and I truly believe that we as a church are losing not an entire generation, but a large portion of a generation because we are not speaking their language and because we are not associating with them as we should. You know what I'm saying? The Apostle Paul says, I become all men to all people. You know what I'm saying? Like, or something like that. You know me, don't get me started on scriptures. But No, you were good. Yeah, so he's in that scripture he's saying that I come into a place and I become the people of that place, not that I join in their sin, but I understand their culture, I understand their ways, I understand their language. I become someone that they can connect to and relate to and understand and associate with. And I believe that the baby boomer generation has neglected to do that with the millennial generation because of how um, wildly diverse the millennial generation is as opposed to what the baby boomer generation was. And so we're looking at these two standalone endpoints in Christianity, and there's a big gap growing in the middle. And I wanted to talk about that today because I wanted to kind of throw out what kind of ideas we have for not only bridging that gap, but what, you know, identify the problem, figure out, you know, come up with some hypothesis on how to fix the problem, and really just kind of talk this out because I believe this is a real issue. And I think that many of us have experienced that in some way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody in this room can technically be considered a millennial. I'm still kind of on the fringe. I'm technically a Generation X, but they got rid of Generation X, so I don't really exist anymore. They want to assimilate me. don't exist anymore. They want (laughs) to assimilate me to the millennial generation, which, okay, I'll take it. I grew up with computers in my classroom, so okay. (laughs) Um, But I really believe that this can be a great benefit for people who are just trying to see how to get across to a younger generation in Christ. Yeah, and one thing I've noticed a lot with this divide is the older generation, instead of trying to reach the younger generation, they lecture them. Yes. And that doesn't work. You can't just talk down to them and condescend and lecture them like they're stupid and they just need to get on board because it's that's not going to work. Well, because they have different things that are important to them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we, and Kim, you can attest to this. We grew up watching what our parents went through. You know what I'm saying? And so now we have a different set of values. Whereas they valued a certain thing because of what they saw, we value a certain thing because of what we've seen. And I know Kim and I have actually had the conversation about how the day she made that transition and decided, look, these these are the values that I'm going to hold up because of what my family has had to experience through my growth in my generation. I think I I, I kind of disagree with you guys. Like there's some things I agree on, but there's other things that I'm not that I don't agree on. Like 
I think the, the in Generation X and the millennial, the with the millennials, there's just a lack of respect. But I think that the I think that's plays on both parts. But I think it's more so with Generation X and the millennials. And now, I, think, I would agree with you, but my question always I can't you can't hear someone that you don't respect. That's true. But my question is, why don't they respect? Oh, I mean, you have to think for me in my my personal opinion. I and. I believe, like when you think about, so so what 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 um range is the um baby boomers? Uh what forty five and up or forty and like up, what something year? like that. What year were they? Born? Let me take a look. I think it's actually older than that. Let's take a look. A person born in the years following World War Two, so nineteen forty six, nineteen sixty four. So that's like fifty. Yeah, so five and up, fifty-five and up. Yeah, yeah. Like in my, like I think there's a lack of respect because a lot of things happen within that generation, and within that generation's upbringing, there, from my experience where I grew up, there was a lot of drug use, so they were not in the household, whereas their parents were in the household, so the information that was passed, there just was a respect because you saw your parents in the household, both of them. A lot of things changed. Um, right. That caused them caused me, the Generation X and the Millennials, to lose respect. And a lot of independence was developed, and therefore now I'm thinking independently. And right. I think I don't really need to hear what it is you have to say because I've been fine this long. Right. But that's that's kind of what I'm talking about is that is a cultural development. You know what I'm saying? Just like you said, there's a reason that millennials have developed that attitude, we'll call it. We can't just say, get rid of your attitude. We have to now talk to them knowing that the attitude exists. And so how do we do that? How do we get across to a generation that doesn't respect? Because they don't. There is a lack of respect. There's there's anger. You weren't here. You didn't help. You didn't do. You didn't teach. You didn't mold. You didn't, like I tell baby boomers and sometimes people in Generation X as well. I tell them all the time. I'm like, listen, you can't scream and yell about millennials being crybabies. They're your children. If they're crybabies, they're crybabies because you raised them to be crybabies. Or you didn't raise them. Right. Or you didn't raise them. They didn't just become crybabies on, crybabies on their own. You know what I'm saying? People, I, I like to use the example of there's a lot of articles out right now about college students needing safe spaces. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because of the election. And everybody's giving all these college students flack for needing safe spaces, but the college student didn't create the safe space. It was the adult who was in charge who saw the, the student that was having a problem who came up with the idea of the safe space to put them in. And so then they got used to having a safe space. Now they want a safe space. You know what I mean? And so I think we miss a lot of that, me personally. Yeah, and I, I think they are crybabies. Like, come on. I agree. They are crybabies. And I think some babies you need to let cry. I agree with that, too. Like, I just can't do it. I, it's crying babies. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. And I think that's that's another thing that, you know, the parents of baby boomers didn't do. Like, you cried. Now they have all these techniques, soothing techniques. Oh, yeah. Here's the oh the one I saw was the that you take a jar and you put like some olive oil in it or something and then you put like some purple glitter and you shake it up 
And then when your kid's having a temper tantrum, you shake up the jar and you put it in front of them. And it's supposed to, you know, dazzle their eyes and draw their attention. Wow. So that they are now, they don't have the temper tantrum. But but that's what I'm talking about. We have the, the baby boomers, Generation X, you created this monster. So you can't yell at the monster after you built the monster. You know what I mean? But how do we get across to... How do we bridge that gap? That's really what this quest, this this particular podcast is about. Because there's a cr- there's a problem on each side. We have the baby boomers and Generation X who doesn't want to admit that they created this problem, so they are just yelling at the problem and lecturing the problem. And then we have the millennials who, because this is what they grew up in, they don't understand what the problem is, and so they don't have a respect for the baby boomers and the Generation X, and they're not listening to what it has to say. And the message of Christ is getting lost in the middle. I think we need a flood. <laughs> Anybody disagree? <laughs> um, I kind of do. <laughs> Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Uh, hopefully, it, hopefully it won't stop start raining during this break. I'll be in an arc. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back in a minute. Cause we only make moves if it's side by side That's right, left, right, left, right, let's march It's gonna bring you light when you're locked up in the dark Okay, let's start by knowing we nobody It's all about the body, but to play your part Hit the feed, even enemies are friend of me Keep it too real. Oh, well, I ain't got no chill. I ain't in this game to prostitute my soul for dollar bills. In the streets is going down. Titanic. God got me. Oh, why panic? Who cares if you die rich if you ain't dynamic? Black verse, white, black verse, black rich verse. Moment of clarity. It's your man, Stefan G. And we're talking about generations inside Christ. So we've identified the problem. Everybody's wrong. Um, and I looked it up. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Generation X does still exist. Thank God I'm still here. Um, <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> so Generation X, it born into the late seventies, so I just barely made it. I'm almost, I almost was a millennial. <laughs> Thank God, I was almost a millennial. I'm so you're not a crybaby. I'm not a crybaby. You're the MTV generation. Praise Jesus, I'm the MTV generation. <laughs> I want my MTV. Anyway, you want your MTV, Mick? No, I'm, I'm in the, I'm a millennial. That's right, you are a millennial, crybaby. So, but okay. So, Mike, how do we fix this problem? How do how we do how we... do we bridge this gap where the message of Christ is getting lost between a generation who wants to lecture and a generation who doesn't have any respect? Well, the the biggest thing is we have to listen. Yes, which we don't do anymore, and that's that is across all generations, I think. Yeah, but we're not listening. The other thing I would say is we have to go where they are, and that's the biggest problem. There's so many. You talk about faith in the church they grew up in a generation where you brought people into the church right and mm-hmm. then you'd preach to them right it's not gonna work that's not gonna yeah that's not gonna work for millennials. you have to go where they are yeah to reach them and talk to them and preach to them and baby boomers have a very hard time understanding that they can't get past that moment that i have to get out of this building yeah and go to a coffee house and talk to them there yeah. And you know what? If I only see them there and and give them the word there, that's okay. Yeah, cuz they're still getting the word and that's yeah. the objective. Exactly. And that's that's what I don't that's what's going to have to have to happen. I like the way you say that we need to listen because, you know, I that was I put a message out about the election after that after a conversation you and I had. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one thing that's missing is that we are taking the problem and making the problem, the issue. We have become 
we've become a society where it's if you're not with us, you're against us. Right. And it's made us very divided. Right. And so we're magnifying the problem. So we say like millennials are disrespectful, right? Well, if I want to share Christ with millennials, I still have to work with I have to work within the disrespectful framework. I can't just be like, get rid of the disrespect because that it's just not going to work that way. You're shaking your head. Tell me. Yeah, because I don't. I, I'm, I guess I'm a baby boomer now <laughs> because I, I can't do it. Well, I'm, it's probably I'm over be, it. it's probably because of where you come from. I'm you like, don't come from. They don't the listen. To they know everything. Ah, just you can't tell them anything. You can't even just make a suggestion without who are you to tell me, you know, X, Y, and Z. But see, are we doing, and you're right about that, but are we doing, like there's a concept in marketing. If anybody knows me, I'm a marketing expert, even though Jesus is changing that. So we'll talk about that later too. But um, there's a concept in marketing called the pain point. And the pain point concept is if I'm selling you something, anything I'm trying to get you to come on board with, I'm trying to get you to associate with, I'm trying to get you to say, I need this. I have to first find where you hurt and I have to touch that place and cause and, and call this as a solution to that hurt. So if I've got, you know, tall wall ceilings in my house and there's dust and cobwebs all up there and it really bothers me and I can't get to it. That's the pain point. I can provide you a solution of a step stool or a ladder or something like that. Now I can sell you something you need. But if I don't find the pain point, you're not going to listen to me. So if I come to you and I'm like, well, you just need to stretch, you know what I'm saying? Or you just need to reach higher or you just need to jump better. Or and I try to make it all about your disadvantage to be able to reach the cobwebs in the ceilings. You're not going to listen to me and nobody's going to get the problem solved. You're still shaking your head. Yeah, because it's not really how the conversation usually goes. I mean, I guess maybe for some people, but there are plenty of times in speaking to millennials, it's them ranting about baby boomers. Baby boomers are willing to have the conversation, like have a intelligent conversation, but millennials don't even know how to have an intelligent conversation without being disrespectful and are raising their voice. Like, and they don't listen. So I hope Mike was saying that it's the millennials that need to listen. Ahead, to be Mike. honest, going through my Facebook recently, the ones who are not listening are the baby boomers. When it came to this election especially, they were the ones who were not having an intelligent conversation and were not listening and were yelling and being disrespectful. So I think it happens on both sides. Yeah, well, then I think the millennials are imitating the baby boomers. Well, that's, that's part of it, too. Yeah, I would imagine that is probably but see, part of this, it. But see what's happening, though? We're, we're doing the blame game again. Right. <laughs> And that's kind of what we you just talked about. Where we yeah. get stuck. It's where uh, we get stuck. Yeah, nobody wants to take accountability. So that's my solution. Take accountability. Baby boomers and millennials. But I'm certainly not going to just put this all on the baby boomers. But my question is, outside of anybody taking accountability, how do we get the message of Christ across? You can't get a because message I'm not across gonna, without any accountability. I'm not going to get baby boomers to take accountability. I, I don't know the answer I'm to I'm not going to get millennials to take accountability. I said a flood. <laughs> I don't know why that doesn't. She I don't know why that's not a solution. And death, yes, is the like, solution, and it's not going to be a flood. It's supposed to be fire this time. You never know what he could do in the in between time. <laughs> it's in another flood. You know, it's interesting though when you talk about um, division. Think about the biggest division of all, and that's between God and man. Yes, and I often think about this sometimes. How when Jesus came to Earth, how <laughs> how hard it must have been. 
to talk to these stupid disciples He's, who yes. just didn't get it. They just didn't get it. So many times he was like, oh, there was, and it's funny because I was talking to somebody, I was sharing Christ with them, and they kind of didn't understand the concept of they had been taught that Jesus just loved everybody all the time or loved everybody and was happy with everybody all the time. And I was like, no. I was like, there's places in the Bible where he's like, how much longer do I have to be down here with you people? You know what I mean? Like, I'm so sick of telling y'all the same thing over and I'm over and over thing. again. I'm saying the same thing. But That's what all. did he do in the end? We he's... asked you that question. Because <laughs> he was sick of it, That's but yet I... he That's still. the last chapter I read. No, he sacrificed himself. <laughs> She's saying that's the last chapter. She he said a flood. <laughs> you stopped reading after the flood. Yeah, wow. I was like, I like there was a wipe lot out. More. There's no like more people there's in this story. I don't know. You really kind of, you might have missed a whole lot of that story. <laughs> wipe out. But no, he sacrificed himself still. Yes. Despite all that, he was still willing to sacrifice himself. So I, I if I hear what you are saying through the word of the Lord, Pastor Yaffe, it sounds like the answer to this issue, the answer to this gap is to sacrifice our preconceived notions, to sacrifice our demand for respect. No. And see. No. Heck no. I'm not even <laughs> signing off on that. And see, I'm not saying to sacrifice the truth. Right. Which happened. That's, Absolutely. That's the other side yeah. of the, the spectrum. Yeah, where that's people, where we get into the whole universe thing yeah, and the whole Where people secret are so willing and, to reach yeah. them, they're willing to sacrifice the truth. I'm not saying that. But, you know, I think about I think about Jesus talking to the woman at the well, for instance. And, she, and he went there. And she was a sinner. And she did all these bad things. And usually a Jew did not talk to a Samaritan. Yeah. But he still talked to her. And he still offered her... These things, he was still where she was at. Yeah. It didn't mean he said, I, you know, think everything you did was good. He still gave her the truth, but he went to where she was and forgave her and then for gave her, her the, sins. Yeah. And, and then for, the truth. He, he was able to her forgive truth. her for her sins because she wasn't being disrespectful and yelling, I think. I think that's how you the story goes. Was pretty you think that's the only Granted, reason he could do it? Absolutely. Yeah. Had her attitude been sucky like the millennials. Well, actually, her attitude he, was pretty bad because he she probably would have been like, you know what? Pushed her in the well. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You know what? I was here to help you, but here's well, a little more water because well, you, clearly you need to be dunked and drowned. You have to remember, she challenged his authority and challenged his word to her. So I, So then the solution would be what we started the show out with, love. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Right, and and you're right. The solution is love, but I and and but love go, isn't good enough for you. It sounds like. Well, I just want to go into a deeper clarity of what love is, because a lot of people have a lot of concept of what love equals. Mm. We're trying to get into specifics, right? Um, so you know, I don't want them. To love be, isn't disrespectful. Love is kind. But we're love not requiring. But we're not requiring them to love us. Why not? He's because requ- we're the ones sharing the gospel. So he's requiring. So are we us now to saying these them. millennials don't have the gospel? Well, we're talking about yeah, bridging t- the gap and being able to share the gospel with millennials. That's what we're talking about. It didn't seem like it because we talked a lot about elections, so we didn't talk about gospel. Well, no, when we first started the conversation, though, what I, that's what I was saying is how do we reach this generation? How do we bridge the gap between the baby boomers and the millennials so that the word of Christ, because they're the new generation. We need them to have Jesus in them. 
especially as this nation goes forward and so on and so forth. It's in a flood. <laughs> I'm over it, people. But I believe part of the answer is that we do sacrifice our need for that respect. We sacrifice our need to be whatever it is we think we deserve in order to share that word with them anyway. Right. You know what I mean? And so we have to sacrifice whatever rights we think we have or whatever we think we deserve in order to give the word of the Lord. I don't think it's about deserving respect. It's not about I deserve respect. There are just climates in which you can you can make certain accomplishments. If there is not a climate for respect, there's just a lot of things that you're not going to accomplish. But maybe, like you said, loving through the disrespect is what breaks them. Maybe loving through their disrespect and not responding or reacting to their disrespect is what makes the difference. I hear you. And hopefully reaching them with the Holy Spirit, which the fruits of the Spirit would change them. From the inside. I'm I'm voting for three things. I'm voting for a flood. <laughs> I'm voting for love. Uh-huh. And I'm voting for prayer. Those in are that, my solutions. In that order? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the flood first. And then who's whoever's ever, left, whoever's left will love them. Love. <laughs> and lastly, prayer. <laughs> and you shouldn't have to pray hard at that point. Well, I would take I would take those three options. But let's do them in reverse order. So let's do, let's flip them around a little bit. Let's do love first, then prayer. Actually, I would start with prayer. Let's do prayer first, then love, and then if necessary, we'll add the flood on the end. If Millennials, we we'd like to hear from you. So, you know, post a comment. Let us know. I really think you guys are a little outlandish. But hey, I could be wrong. Maybe it's the baby boomers. <laughs> Hey, go to thestephong.com and leave us a voicemail if you have something you want to say about today's show. Make sure you make sure you check us out always. I know I said that twice, didn't I? Check us out always. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We are now on Google Play. We are now on TuneIn and soon to be on the iHeartRadio app. So make sure you download us everywhere you can get your podcast. This is Moment of Clarity with Stephon G. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Trying to help him see who can set him free from the foolishness we be on. See, I used to be shamed.